0: Hey guys, this is Kevin and Aisha Shelton with the Marriage and Real Estate Podcast.
1: Where we navigate partnership, prosperity, and parenthood.
0: Hey guys, this is Aisha Shelton.
1: And this is Kevin Shelton.
0: <laughs> Welcome back to Marriage and Real Estate.
1: Welcome back. We stopped counting episodes a long time ago, so well, I don't know where we you at. You gotta stop it's saying
0: that stop. though, because you always say that too.
1: But so That was just my <laughs> commitment to transparency. <laughs> Oh, okay. Anyway, this episode we're talking about wealth building through insurance. Now, let me give a disclaimer, please, because Ayesha's gonna be like all oh, extra on this. We're not insurance agents, CPAs, attorneys. We don't know nothing. We don't really know nothing about no insurance. As a matter Other than of fact, the stuff that we do. That's the it.
0: reason why this is a topic of conversation is because we saw a clip on Instagram. Okay, candy-
1: we- we'll have to put the uh, if we could put the. The video show notes, uh link to the clip. It was Candy Burris on
0: on another podcast.
1: It was on um Earn Your Leisure.
0: Was it?
1: It was on the Earn Your Leisure oh, okay. One of one of their Earn Your Leisure.
0: Okay. podcasts. Okay, cool. But anyway,
1: she was talking about how she uses uh whole life uh whole life insurance to invest her money and kind of um solidify her retirement. And she's been doing that since her twenties. So that was pretty cool. So you want to talk about the clip and then we talk about what we do? Yes.
0: You talk about the clip because y'all know that I do not remember.
1: Okay. No. So <laughs> Candy, Candy Burris was talking about when she first got uh, her first checks in entertainment or whatever, music or whatever. Yes. And her money people were telling her, well, you need to invest your money in whole life insurance because then um, let's say if you want to retire at 40, or 60. Did she say 40? No, she said 40.
0: She said she wanted to retire at 40 and then they had to work the numbers to see what she needed to, to do. To see how much money she needed to
1: put away in a right. month or whatever, right? But then that money is tax-free and she can live off of it when she retires. And basically what she was talking about is whole life insurance. She didn't explain it like that. But it was whole life cash value investable life insurance. I believe, uh, Mark Haywood, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, that's what she was talking about. Okay. There we go. There we go. It's so,
0: correct. I'm just gonna be quiet. <laughs> no, why would you be quiet? Because I don't, I don't know the ins and outs of it, so I don't feel comfortable having a conversation about it. Now I'll jump no, in. No, when I you just say want your stuff. opinion
1: on on how you felt about the conversation and what those strategies meant to you. Right. So one of the things that she was talking about is pulling money out of her retirement to live off of once she gets to a certain point, and I know. You know, we can have the, the bigger, broader conversation of retirement, but what does what does that look like for you? What does retirement look like for you and the vehicles that you use to get there?
0: I mean, I think it's a constant discovery for for us. Right. Because obviously this is a tool that has been used by people for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, And people like us are just getting the up op- or just hearing it, you know, earn your leisure as The platform itself has opened up. I'm not saying that it hasn't existed. That's not what I'm
1: saying. We've been doing this for like three.
0: (laughs) Kevin, I'm talking about
1: people. I'm
0: talking about people that look like us. I didn't say you and me. You will not know nothing about this. I'm saying people that look like us don't have this information. And platforms like. Marriage real estate and and earn your leisure kind of open up that dialogue and then we can have the conversations with our spouses and then with our friends and family. And then it can become a plan, right? No, that makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, while I'm great, I'm grateful for the information. It's like a spark. It's the start of Mm -hmm. We do do this. We, and we were, I was introduced, let me only speak for myself. I won't speak it for you. I was introduced to this concept when we met with our financial advisor. Yes. Okay. So what I'm saying is having the platform, having our platform and platforms like Earn Your Leisure open up people that look like us to these kinds of opportunities of wealth
1: building. No, that makes sense, that makes sense. I think when we initially stumbled upon, not necessarily stumbled upon this information, but started seeking out this information, it came from a perspective of working W-2 jobs with high incomes, looking for how we can place our capital, protect our capital, invest in real estate and essentially provide for our children in the event of our death or, you know, provide for ourselves in the event of retirement um, in a safe, secure way. Uh, And I think once we stumbled upon kind of the yellow brick road of that information, it opened up a whole lot of avenues going every which way, Mm -hmm. right? Everything from, um, self-banking and more complicated strategies to whole life insurance, term life insurance, key man policies like that.
0: So I'll be honest, when we met with our financial planner and he was going over all of the like benefits and the strategies and ways that you can use it, I was like, as long as Kevin gets it, I'm fine. (laughs) It was like, whoo.
1: Now, for those that know me, I've been planning to die for a long time.
0: This is true.
1: Um, so I've been I've been I hate it. I mean, look though, you're gonna be real rich.
0: Yeah, but you're more valuable to me alive.
1: I also want to be equally as valuable, Dad.
0: You are, thank you.
1: There we go. <laughs> so, you know, really it was from let's be honest, black men died real early. And I think that for me, when I had my, my oldest daughter at 20, so
0: morbid, Jesus. It's
1: truth, man. We live in America. So uh when I had my oldest daughter at 20 the first thing I went out and did was buy a 30 year term life insurance policy for a million dollars. And the reason I did that was I saw every man in my family die in his early sixties. So I figured, Hey, look, I'm 20 now. Let me build up my wealth in time. So I need at least a 30 year runway. Um, And if something happens to, to me between now and 50, she'll be taken care of. And as we got together, And started growing our wealth together. And incomes changed and salaries changed. And we plan to have more children and we had one child. It was okay, now I need to turn this, you know, million dollars into multiples of millions of dollars in order to make sure our family is protected. And that was super, super important to me. Um, and even when we started the process of preparing ourselves to leave our corporate jobs, we met again with our financial planner, which let me let me give context. We meet with advisors, attorneys, CPAs on a regular basis to help us in our journey. Right? We don't know anything. Um, we don't
0: know everything. We don't know we everything. Know, we know, I, know I, some things, we well, don't know everything. We've
1: learned some things, but I I like to say we don't know anything because we're always learning something new. Well,
0: and we we are experts in the area that we work, right? Yeah, we know real and estate, so we le- we know real estate, and so we leave the accounting, the wealth planning while we while we know the fundamentals of it, um we put the experts in place that, mm-hmm. you know, help us to be successful holistically.
1: And, you know, these are people that have proven track records of being extremely good at what they do, mm-hmm. growing people's wealth, that have their own investments, that participate in our investments. There's a lot of people who um, have money that work with money. And somebody else said this, um, don't take advice from people who have never had money, right? Like, uh <laughs> If uh, <laughs> if they don't have funds, it's very hard for you to to let them manage yours. So you don't like me saying. No,
0: that? it's true though. <laughs> See you behave. It just sounds so like stuff. elitist, but it's so true, that's right? Not elitist. That's... Uh,
1: let yeah. me ask you something. Would you let somebody without a license drive your car?
0: No, but we let people without without wealth plan ours. You got. Do you understand what I'm saying? You have financial advisors and you have um, just there are people who are saying, like, I'm your wealth building strategy or tax advisors or whatever that don't do well with their own. That's all I'm saying. That's what I'm telling
1: people to avoid. I agree. So then what's your argument? We're saying
0: the same thing. I'm not arguing with you, honey.
1: Oh, I'm like, I think you just think it sounds mean to say it. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Okay, I mean, so. And we're jumping all over the place. That's what we do. Let's do this. (laughs) Tell the people about your experiences working in a bank. Uh, When you were a personal banker, tell them the story of that. And then we'll jump back into how we got to this insurance part of it.
0: Okay, y'all give me just one second.
1: Uh, To give context of like people with money and what they do with their money. Okay. There we go. Thank you.
0: All right. So. Light bulb. <laughs> Can y'all
1: impose a light bulb in my uh, over my head or over her head? Is okay. that a thing? All right, um, go ahead.
0: Okay, so so when I was twenty something, twenty-something, right 20 out of college. Some odd something. When I was right out of college, I got a job at a bank as a um personal banker. And it was in a very a pretty wealthy part of Houston, right? Um, and the people that I met in the bank that came into this bank, I learned all of my uh, financial strategies from. So I didn't get it from my parents. Um, I got it from the the customers that came into the bank. So they would sit at, the, at my desk and tell me their strategies, right? So I remember an Indian couple coming in and they came in, I think it was like April 12th or April 14th. And he wrote two big checks. One was for his wife and the other one was for himself for his retirement account. It was right before tax time and he had to contribute to his, their retirement accounts for the year. So he waited until the day before to do that. And I asked him about it and he explained why he did it. And okay, put that in my piggy bank. Um, there was a young couple who came in that were uh, Caucasian, a young Caucasian couple. They were having a baby. And in lieu of gifts for at the baby shower, they asked for money, I think it was, and they came and they opened a $6,000 account, savings account for the, for the baby, and then they were going to invest it. And so every year they said, you know, in lieu of gifts, they give money towards her college fund. Now, is a savings account a great place for that? No, um, but it was a start. And just the mindset of that, you and know what I mean? There
1: was another couple that got um, a gifted first deposit yes. on the house.
0: Okay, that happens all the time. So even in high school, I remember friends at 18, their grandparents had a gift. So when they graduated from high school, they got a financial gift from their grandparents. OK, I didn't. And nobody I knew did. <laughs> and I thought that that was interesting. Right. Um, that was a young newlywed couple came in to open their bank account, their joint bank account together. And for, they were depositing their wedding gifts. And one of them was this really large check. And they explained that it was from their uncle for from her uncle for a down payment on their first house. So these are the kinds of financial gifts and transactions that are being passed down that I had no clue from, from other cultures that I just was blown away. Right. So it, was the reason why I purchased a house at 24 um, when I barely made, I don't know, $30,000, but it was, the market was great at that time for such a purchase. There was funds available from the government to, mm-hmm. you know, for people with low incomes to buy homes and,
1: it started, your wealth
0: building and it started my wealth building journey, but all of the little nuggets and deposits that I was able to put into my bank, you know, my knowledge of financial knowledge came from me sitting at that desk and it wasn't on purpose. It was, I, I feel like it was divine placement.
1: So to give kind of context and perspective to the average everyday couple, right? We started our journey to invest in real estate as a means to build wealth for our family, right? Now we ultimately turned that into a profession and a career. And I was, I was in that industry already, but all these things are to make your family in a better position to put your family in a better position for the long term right your heirs heirs things like that and all of these things are tools in your tool belt of wealth creation wealth building and at the end of the day you want to create a, a great life for you your family freedom for you and your family and for the generations to come so these are the lessons that not only you've learned from the people at the bank but you know we've learned in even our investing journey on putting all these things together to move our family forward.
0: So let me, I, I get really excited and passionate about this, right? So we're the marriage and real estate podcast and plenty of books talk about how you should have a mastermind, right? How you unlock your potential, um, whether it's your wealth building potential, mm-hmm. your your productivity potential, it increases when you're part of a mastermind. Yep. And a marriage is a mastermind. And yep. we can truly say that the two of us together
1: is a mastermind.
0: Is a mess, and the things that we've accomplished together is just—I mean—it blows we my mind. And in
1: no way could do those things to the level that we do them individually. No.
0: no. Um, the, the knowledge that he has, you know, people see us and they see that, you know, we have a development company and we do real estate and that's what they see. But what they don't see is that, you know, the skill that you bring to the table and then the skills that I bring to the table as well. well All right.
1: Hold on. You know, this is Kevin.
0: You're going to answer it.
1: Uh, let me call you back.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: I'm sorry. I did know who that was.
0: What, what? Why did you answer it, though? Uh,
1: because I didn't know who it was.
0: Yeah. You know, I got a few calls myself, but I didn't answer them because I we're recording. I wouldn't have
1: answered it if I would have known my phone was on. It was my father. He wasn't talking about anything. My apologies.
0: Does this stay in? i am keeping that in. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bro. It's funny. It's not. <laughs> okay. So, phones will stay
1: my okay, apologies. that's why
0: we have these little watches that I, keep us connected. It
1: could have been Jesus calling me. Okay. No. Yeah, life is for. It's, <laughs> it's my time. It's your,
0: it is your time. Um What I if see. I
1: just turned it to a check? Like right here, like
0: I mean, you already a check, but
1: you're a check too.
0: Not as big as your check.
1: <laughs> oh, my check is big.
0: Okay, so I'm
1: just fucking <laughs> You hate it. I do.
0: Come on. All right. All right. All right.
1: right. I'm sorry. Okay.
0: So I don't even know what we were talking about. It happened. We were talking about
1: building wealth together and the things. Building wealth together and the
0: mastermind and marriage. And so there's always this debate of like, do you need to be married? And marriage is an individualistic choice. It's up to you. However, it is very true when two become one, the your potential expands.
1: Now let me say this: marriage is also a financial choice, right? it's a a legal financial choice. It's very much a relationship and it's very much like whatever, but marriage, even before it was um, sanctioned by, you know, the government or whatever Mm -hmm. families made, and we were on a clubhouse call about this Mm -hmm. families Mm -hmm. made the financial choice to put two people together with potential to grow the family. Right. Mm -hmm. That's why you have, you know, planned marriages and, uh, or what is it? uh, uh, Jack and Jill no girl uh, just saying arranged marriages Arranged marriages. Go. those were financial constructs right
0: i mean i i certainly would love and mark my words jesus you hear me you hear me jesus i would love to not arrange my my children's marriage but certainly be a part of Put the selection the right circles the right the right families so that we but can merge that- so these sheltons can merge with the you know, insert family here that matches our values and our, you know what I mean? No, I just think know. that'd be so amazing. But that's but, a whole nother topic for a whole nother
1: but podcast. All of these things are for the proliferation of the family, right? These are decisions that everybody makes to say, I want my family to go forward. And how is my family going to get there? They need the means, right? They need the vehicle. They need the people to go forward. We want our children to do better than we did So we're giving them a foundation to build from.
0: Okay. so if I can't plug marriage and real estate enough, let me just plug marriage and real estate. So when we created marriage and real estate, our goal was to create a tribe of people who had the same ambitions and goals as us for, you know, wealth building for their family. Um, And yeah, I'm just I'm just getting all excited because these are if if any of this information is speaking to you, then. You need to join the tribe. It's a trap. <laughs> you sound
1: like an altar call. Like, do
0: I? This are is Are you ready call. to find a home? Are you ready are to you join the marriage and real estate? Are you ready are to you build wealth for your place? family? Like the um, infomercials at one o'clock in the morning.
1: Uh, the holy figure. water. Yeah. Oh, thank I'm trying to touch
0: your forehead. <laughs> I'm just saying. I I I run into people all the time that are like, "Oh man, I really like y'all's podcast. I really like what y'all are talking about," and we created it so we can find people that are like us that, that's true and we can grow like we add people to add the mastermind yeah. right and the more we know the more we grow but and when be, you know something can to bring be clear to.
1: we've seen amazing couples become a part of our tribe, even through social media right yep. we've seen couples that you know started podcast episode 1 and it just gave them that spark to go out there's one couple that we we highlighted on social media mm-hmm. since the inception of our podcast till now they bought five rental properties and they send us message like, Hey, we just closed on the fifth. Mm -hmm. Hey, we just, and I'm like, you know, I, I, I'm absolutely taken aback, right? Like blown away. So if you,
0: whatever it is that you want to be and see for yourself, like when people say, Oh, I want to do that with my husband or my husband. And I want to do that. Like, I'm like, get with people who do that. So, you know,
1: so with, with that being said, when we, you know, Not only worked on our jobs and and increased our income and started to put our resources together, our journey was, okay, even before we started entrepreneurship is how do we create the vehicles to not only put us in a position of financial freedom, but also put us in a position of financial protection for the little bit of money that we had at the time and how do we grow it? So the first thing we did was seek out uh, highly skilled professionals that could help us protect, grow our wealth, whatever, right? Um, those were insurance professionals, you know, wealth people, things like that. And uh, in that journey, we, you know, found professionals that really helped. And that's always growing, right? Like we, you know, add people to our team as we find people, who, you know, cover different strategies, whether it's taxes or stocks or different things like that. Mm-hmm. Now we, I mean, it's just way more robust than it was even when we started. But this particular m- instrument that we're talking about, which is, um, Insurance space primarily. The conversation with that started with a video. We went to. Um, uh, it wasn't a movie premiere. It was a a private, um, private movie showing of something called the Tax Train or something. What was that? Okay, it took uh, me a
0: minute to figure out what you were talking about. I was like, uh, no, no, no. So, got
1: it. It was like the screen got dark and it's like, dun dun dun. The world is coming to an end inflation. And then it was like it was talking about wealthy people basically uh, finding vehicles to stop inflation and taxes over time. And essentially what it was talking about is how if you take 2021, right, by 2030, where would inflation be? Where would taxes be? Well, if we're at historic lows, it only has a place to go, which is up. So how do you protect yourself from those rise in taxes? That's inevitable. Uh, with the, the money that you currently have, right? So what are the vehicles that you can use to that? And if you look at major cities across America and you look at the skyscrapers in your downtown, what you won't realize is that a lot of those buildings were financed by life insurance companies. Mm-hmm. Um, so the reason that they financed them is what's a better investment than a skyscraper that was built to stand the test of time and be around 400 years? So you go to like New York, or, you know, Chicago, and you have these buildings built. I mean, the building that we're recording in now was built in 1961. One. One? There we go. So 1961, they built this building. Well, it's 2021, this building's still here, yeah. right? So everybody whose money was involved in the financing of this building or whatever, um, their money was protected for that entire period of time, that 60 odd years or whatever. So that's the type of things that we wanted to be a part of uh, and the vehicles in which we chose um, as a part of our portfolio was life insurance. So with that, we met with our advisor and we looked at honestly what we could afford. We said, okay, so we're young, relatively, right? Um, how long do we expect to live in you know best case scenario? But well, let's say that's fifty years, sixty years, right? So, but we're building wealth along this way. So while you're building your wealth. You don't have. Forty seven hundred dollars a month to put in the bank for whole life insurance policy to get to millions of dollars. So what's your best avenue? Right. And I'm not I'm not an insurance professional. I'll say it again. But these are just the things that we invested in. Right. So if you don't have that money to slap down for whole life, you have smaller amounts. The best thing for you to do is term because term life insurance, while term life insurance Um, doesn't give you the same investable value as whole life insurance. What it does give you is a death benefit, right? So uh, like I have multiple uh, term life insurance policies to protect us in the event of death. So so does Aisha. And what that says is, okay, if I died tomorrow, those term life insurances would pay out, you know, millions of dollars uh, for Aisha and the family because I didn't have the opportunity to build wealth for the next thirty years, right, and that's what they're really there to do is not only provide a benefit, but replace the benefit that you would have provided in the time.
0: But it's also how families accumulate wealth over time, yeah. too. Um, and so it's just a tool that we haven't generationally been using, right? Mm-hmm. And so it has to start somewhere. And for us, it starts with us, yep. and maybe our parents. I haven't, I haven't talked to my parents about what they have. Well, see, here's have. the funny
1: thing: when we got our insurance policy. My mother went out and said, oh, man, y'all did this. Maybe I should do that. So it worked in reverse. But she took out policies on herself because we took out policies on ours. So you can be an inspiration in reverse. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like you start buying real estate. And i i shout out Robert Kennan, who. He has an amazing story. We actually got to have him on the podcast. Oh, that
0: would be great. Um,
1: so he has an amazing story. But one of the things that he did was as he grew in his investment journey, he brought his mother along with him. So his mother's up to her eighth property now. And this is somebody who went from, I mean, literally serving time in prison to coming home and changing his entire family's dynamic financially, right? Who built wealth across the board, up and down his generational line because he changed his mind. Um, and it's an amazing story. We'll definitely have him on the podcast. Yeah, totally. Um, we'll have idea. to shout him out. But I mean, those are the types of things that you can do by the information you learn. And um, so we did the term. We also did. And here's a shout out to all the entrepreneurs. If you're a dual income earner, meaning you are working your job and you work in your hustle and eventually you want your hustle to retire you from your job. One of the things that you need to do is put all your insurances and everything in place before you leave your job. Mm-hmm. Right. So before you quit that W-2, you leverage that salary to maximize how much life insurance you can get, maximize how much death and disability insurance you can get, um, you know, what you can get for your children. Because the day that W-2 stops, you can no longer just go and say, hey, uh, you know, uh, what's one of these insurance companies? Uh, AIG. AIG. I don't know if they're the best insurance company anymore.
0: I didn't but, say your best. You just asked for an insurance oh, company. True. Well,
1: hey, AIG, uh, I want you to write a million dollar insurance policy on me. And they would be like, how much money you make? Oh, OK, you're an entrepreneur. You don't really make no money. OK, <laughs> we're not writing a policy on your ass. But you can say, hey, AIG, I make $100,000 a year. And they'll give you a you know 10x benefit or they'll give you a 3x benefit or forget what the numbers are. But they'll say, we'll write this because right now this is the amount of money you earn will rate you on that. So even the life insurance policies we have now were based on our W-2 incomes. So as we've gone entrepreneurial and making money, it's not the same level as W-2, right? And it doesn't start start off that way, right? Like
0: as entrepreneur, if you're an entrepreneur, you understand that it takes a little while for you to get to that stability place. you rolling
1: with the homies. (laughs) Rolling with the homies. Definitely rolling. I I like to call it on the lamb or... uh, out here in the streets,
0: definitely out here in these streets.
1: Uh, or like Steve Harvey says, your wings will open, but first you're gonna bust your ass on these rocks.
0: Okay, so we definitely bust our oh, bust tails, our tails our on some our, rocks, our
1: whole ass on these <laughs>
0: rocks. <laughs> but we better
1: because of it. But we put the things in place beforehand to make sure that we were good. So if I get injured, you know, even with my company, I have disability insurance from when I was working. Yeah. Same thing with Aisha. We put together term life insurance to protect our children. And then the other piece of that is we purchased whole life investment grade life insurance um, on me specifically um, for the future. Right. So that's not in the same rate, but it has an increasing benefit. So what that means is you can build it up as you go along. Right. So if I'm putting three hundred dollars a month in whole life insurance, I can increase that to thousand dollars a month, two thousand dollars a month as I grow or as I make more money, but I locked in that initial benefit there. So that initial benefit might be 200 grand or whatever upon death, but that cash value is like a savings account. And once you get enough money, you can actually invest that money. And I don't want to get super complicated because I I can't explain it. Are articulated don't get easily, super complicated. But they give you a multiple on it, like the bank, right? So
0: I like to think that it, with couples, there's always one person who gets all of that, and then the other person who doesn't. So it's very she clear. You just I'm taking care of it by now. <laughs> it's very clear who gets it and who doesn't. Um, yeah. sounds really amazing. We'll have though. to get our
1: one of our financial folks on here, yeah, to talk about it because he can do a much better job. He has a whole razzle dazzle presentation. I don't do. But the bottom line is. If I die, mark my words, we at least straight.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, if if I can wrap it up? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: So if there's anything that we want you to guys to walk away with in this episode is that, you know, look into life insurance and how it's a wealth building strategy, how it's a generational wealth building strategy. And I think our conversation today was just like one of those things that drops little nuggets that you're like, mm-hmm. oh, let me Google this and let me Google that. So, you know...
1: You wanna give Thank terms you. and stuff? Terms. Like a glossary of terms. Like old life investment grade I, I insurance. I don't. I want term life insurance. No. Death and disability. Life Talk insurance. to
0: speak to an, an insurance expert. That is true. Um, and and find out how you know you can utilize that tool in your family to preserve and, no, and all the, well. oh.
1: No, before just, we wrap up. But I
0: just wrapped it up. I, that's all right. We're gonna continue. But it's already wrapped. We're gonna
1: we're gonna keep going for a couple more minutes because I got more to Mo delivered. Come on, Mo delivered. Where Baby the money up. reside?
0: Come on, where the money? No, no, no.
1: So in the video, um, one of the things that they talked about, and I just think this is a great idea, a bomb ass idea. That's why I want to say it. Okay. Um, the host was saying that there are some families that do a term life insurance policy and have it have the beneficiary of that term life insurance policy be a family trust. So we we are in the age of GoFundMe. Right. Where people die. They don't have insurance. They start a GoFundMe. Well, what if your family was your GoFundMe? Right. What if everybody got a term life insurance policy on everybody in the family? And when they died, that money went into a trust. And that trust was then the bank for the family. You could get loans from the trust. There's rules you to can it. Start it's an irrevocable you can, trust. Yeah. Exactly.
0: You can that's where you go to, to get a loan to start your business. That's I mean, it's you loan from the family trust. And not
1: only that, it pays for the funerals, right? Because how many times have we helped or seen families struggle with funeral expenses? And for us. Yeah, but if you were part of a
0: family trust, you shouldn't have no problems with those. That's what I'm, I'm saying. I'm not talking about from the family trust perspective. I'm saying we all gonna have insurance, and so we don't need That's what I'm saying. Okay.
1: That's that's what I'm saying it's kind of like a loop, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's
0: why we should have wrapped this up because now I'm rambling
1: no, you're not rambling, okay we're talking about <laughs> things that matter I mean, for us, it's how do you create a stronger family financially um and I think that all these vehicles help with that, right So I just wanted to mention that before we got off because I think that's just a dope idea that I want to implement in our family where we get an insurance policy on everybody across the board at least in our immediate family and you know parents so that when everybody dies, you know it's that like money goes into a trust. It's like exactly. a different
0: policy. In the I mean, because think
1: about it: if we got it on your two parents, my two parents, and us, and we're all going to die at some point. Once we die, that money funds the trust. Even after you pay for funerals. because think about it: I want to be cremated. You want to be cremated. My mama want to be cremated. So we're not spending forty seven thousand dollars on funerals, right? Right. So if we have twenty thousand dollars each in a a death policy, well, literally you're talking about $60,000 that's going in a trust that the kids would be the beneficiaries of. So when they graduate college and they want to start their business, they can go to the family trust. And that's just a small, that's three people. Because it's supposed
0: to be exponentially.
1: It's forever, right? Yeah. So yeah. It's, you revoke the trust. So as people die, it just keeps funding. And that's a really cool idea. I, I want to dive deeper, but I know you're ready to go.
0: All I'm saying is this supposed to be a 30-minute podcast.
1: We can't even go 32 minutes, 33, nothing.
0: This supposed to be a 30-minute podcast, and anybody who knows me know I'm infamous for uh, cutting it off. It's over. So um, to catch the recap, go back about three to five minutes.
1: Ooh, cold. Your words is way too hard. You need to cut it. Um, I'm so whack. I'm like Russell Wilson-level whack on this podcast.
0: Okay, but you re- Russell Wilson level. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> See, you keep
1: propositioning me, and then you don't want me to proposition you back what? on the podcast.
0: I don't know what kind of proposition you, you like think I'm... You know I'm
1: probably- what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. I
0: mean, you're a great guy, and I'm lucky to have you, much like Sierra is lucky to have Russell Wilson. Uh, I thought you
1: were talking about sex.
0: This has been the Marriage and Real Estate Podcast, and we hope that you come back, even though my husband can be kind of crass sometimes.
1: I'm sorry to be a husband who likes his wife on the marriage Marriage and real estate podcast. (laughs) Now, this could be the I don't like my spouse podcast, but that's not what this is. That's not what it is. This is the marriage and real estate podcast where I'm happy to be married and I love my wife.
0: This has been the marriage and real estate podcast. Say something.
1: We out.